Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith as it relates to your work. Today, we're bringing back a very special guest, and we're going to talk about marketing like Jesus. But we're going to do a case study today, and and don't 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 hang up, don't don't change channels because this is incredible. We've got author and speaker Darren Shearer back with us again on the I Work for Him show today. He wrote this book, Marketing Like Jesus: Twenty Five Strategies Plus a Bonus One to Change the World. In fact, they're twenty five strategies that have already changed the world because. We're learning the market like Jesus. When you look at the most incredible business plan ever, the most incredible visionary plan, look at what God put into place in the Garden of Eden 6,500, 7,000 years ago. Million, I don't, I don't know. The wor- that, that's not an argument for today, but we know God created Adam and Eve, and we know that our, our, our Earth timeline, six or 7,000 years. And we know that the minute that Adam and Eve sinned, there was a plan in place. A plan in place to revolutionize the way the world saw God. Instead of seeing him as an ugly ogre that just had rules and regulations, they wanted, God wanted everybody to understand that he loved us so much. He loved us just right where we're at. 
Not He doesn't want us to stay there, but he loved us right where we're at, and he sent his son to die for us right where we're at so that we could put our faith and trust in him. And that's what Marketing Like Jesus is all about. Marketing Like Jesus is an opportunity to put those things into place that Jesus put into place to change the world we live in. Darren Shearer, welcome back to the I Work For Him show. Jim, it's an honor to be back with you. Thanks to you and also to your listeners for having me back. Yeah, it's, it's such a privilege. You know, I've gotten, you, you know, I've now handed out, I don't know, 15, 20 copies of your book now here in Tampa Bay. And I know that's not a lot, but I don't know. You got any other bigger distributors than me? And, uh, <laughs> well, do you? Not in Tampa Bay. Say there you go. Okay, I just wanted to check. Uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> not in of, Tampa Bay. You're my you're my guy there. All right, words of affirmation are nice every once in a while because uh, because it's it, the book is incredible. I'm right now taking twelve business people through it, and as we studied it, they just everybody just keeps coming back going, Jim, this is just amazing. And I've got two marketing people in my group, and they're like. This is amazing. Every chapter has so much in it. Literally, you could take this book and, and it could take you several years to put into place the things that, well, it really should take you several years to put into place the stuff that you've got written down here. But I love the analysis that you've done uh, and, and that you put it into this book form and really taking what Jesus did and put it in a practical application form for how we should grow our own businesses. You know, I, I, I want to just quote you this verse of scripture, Luke twenty one fifteen. For I give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you. I was looking up for Bible verses on marketing, and that's exactly it. For I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to refute you. I love that. Because truly, in conversations where it really matters, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking through us can really tell us, have us speak things that we have no right speaking but they're so powerful and they can't be refuted because of the power of God's behind them. Darren, I want to start the conversation with how's Christ making a difference in your life today? I mean, we had you on the show six months ago, I think, give or take a month or so. Uh, today, how is Christ making an impact on your world today? Well, Jim, well, today, like most days, I get to work with some incredible authors in my publishing company, Highbridge Books, and these authors are out there changed in the world for Christ with their books, and, and I got to do it from my home office, so I got to take a few breaks and hang out with my wife and chase my one-year-old son around the house, because he uh, but he just started walking this month. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, by the way, we've got a, another one on the way. Congratulations. And, uh, every day, I just, I just thank God for that, and uh, now I get to have one of my favorite conversations in the world, uh, which is about how to partner with God in business. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it really is... And I just wish more people understood this. I mean, the unfortunate part is the church still needs to be encouraged to let us know that God is interested in partnering with us in business, that it is truly was always his design that he came with us to work. And uh, so we're really interested in helping, keeping on spreading that message, which is what we're going to talk about later on today. But let's just do a couple of background things on you. How did marketing become a focus in your life? Well, I think like many of your listeners, I think many of us have sort of a life verse or maybe a passage. And for me, that passage is Colossians chapter 1, 28 and 29, which says, We proclaim Him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose I labor, Paul says, striving according to His power which mightily works within me. And so if, if that life purpose is good enough for the Apostle Paul, it's good enough for me. 
and 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 he says that we proclaim, we admonish, we teach. And Jim, for me, that all speaks of marketing, because marketing is about strategic influence. And because as Christians we're called to make disciples of all nations, for me, marketing is really just another word for disciple making. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we run around the marketplace uh, giving altar calls for people to you know pray their prayer of salvation, but. But he, he talks about in that verse that we, we teach every man with all wisdom. And, and so we need more marketers to introduce people in all spheres of influence, including business. Uh, we need to introduce them to the wisdom of God, because that wisdom is relevant in every aspect of life, uh, in business as well. And, and that wisdom leads people to Jesus. Well, let's talk about a really radical idea. How about introducing those ideas not to business people, which is a great idea. How about introducing them to church people? Because <laughs> church people, for the most part, now there are some exceptions, obviously, but for the most part, churches are really lousy at this, and they need help in learning how to market Jesus. Not marketing like Jesus, but to actually market Jesus. Right. It, we, we've done, as a culture, the church has pulled back so much from the culture, the, church, the culture doesn't realize how relevant church is. And we've done a bad job of communicating it. How do we? How are we going to fix that? Well, I think uh, I think we do need to. There, there is kind of a, a stigma about the marketplace. Unfortunately, there's this big uh, there's this big gap where the idea is that if you're in ministry, that means you're you're certified to officiate funerals and, and weddings and. And what ministry is, is using your spiritual gifts, and God has given his, his spiritual gifts to every member of the body of Christ, uh, not, not just pastors. And in fact, many pastors don't even have a gift of pastor. Uh, I mean, they, they might have administrative gifts, and that's okay, but God has given all of the gifts to every member of the body of Christ, and they're to be used primarily in the marketplace. And why do I say primarily? Well, because that's where we spend almost all of our time. Uh, I mean, we might spend, for the typical uh, person that's not on staff at a church, we might spend maybe two hours a week at the church, but the rest of the week we're called to use our spiritual gifts, of course, in our home with our family, but also out there in the marketplace. Well, I think a great encouragement would be for those business people listening today, whether you run your own business, you're a supervisor in a business, or you're just an employee in a business where you're making a difference from the ground up. To let our churches know, hey, I heard some really great ideas on learning to market like Jesus. We should apply some of those to our church. Because churches really, when they hear the word marketing and business, they get offended by those words. They, they think right. that those are inappropriate. And I'm telling you, because you wrote a book on it, and I read it, that this... It's exactly what the church needs to be doing. And, and again, not that we need to be buying billboards. Maybe we do. But, you know, marketing is networking. Marketing is image. Marketing is so many things that uh, identifying your target. We're going to talk through those things. But, boy, the church could use some help. So I, I, would, I, I would say I want to challenge those listeners to go back and say, hey, let's learn to market Jesus so that people understand how relevant he is to life today. Right. Right. And, and like I said, I don't think it's necessarily just going around the marketplace and, and getting altar calls, but it's marketing the wisdom of God. It's, it's inviting people to, uh, to 
see things God's way, to get God's perspective, because I think what we have running rampant in our culture today is humanism that basically just drives God out of business. And so if the only business books I'm reading are written by people that aren't and, and that aren't serving God, that maybe don't even have a paradigm that God is even interested in business, then I'm getting I'm getting swept up in that that thought process of the day, which is humanism. And so we need the wisdom of God to drive what we're doing in the marketplace. I love that. You know, there's some great websites out there. Theology of Work is a, a website out there where they have taken the entire scriptures, and over the last eight years, about 16 theologians have taken all of that and broken it up by all the books of the Bible and talked about and, and pointed out and basically built a concordance for how the workplace should be influenced in a biblical way. That's I just did a really horrible job describing it. But basically, they, they, they brought it all out and did a concordance is that the right word? No, commentary from a workplace ministry perspective. There's also another great website, the Institute of Faith, Work, and Economics. A lot of fantastic articles on how to apply our faith to our work. But I ran across this other really great website, theologyofbusiness.com. You familiar with that one? <laughs> I think I know the guy that uh, that runs that. You know, what I want to know is the last time I had you on the air, why we never talked about that website. Because I, I don't remember what link I clicked on, and I finally ended up on that site this week. And I'm like, wait a minute, Darren's name's all over this website. And all these articles, <laughs> you and I could do 250 shows and all the articles on there. I mean, there's so much great content out there on encouraging people in the workplace. Theologyofbusiness.com. Theologyofbusiness.com. Now, you've got Highbridge Books. You, you've got, you're an author yourself. And, and you've got this website with all these fantastic blogs on there on applying your faith to your workplace. How do you have time to live? <laughs> well, it's, uh, I've, I've learned to streamline things. And, and so the reason why I didn't mention it before is because it was under a different domain. It was under my personal domain name. And so it's broadened into, it's from just a conversation about marketing into a conversation about the theology of business, and and so you know, in seminary I learned about eschatology and pneumatology and ecclesiology and all these different ologies. But what was missing from that education was a theology of business to understand <laughs> how God is what what God's plan is for redeeming the marketplace. And and so the whole purpose of that website is to help the church develop the theology of business, so we don't continue to neglect one of our greatest opportunities for transforming the world. Well, I'm going to introduce that website to all of our Facebook followers tonight. Everybody's hearing it now on on this show, which is live, and then we're going to have archives and podcasts. So we're going to drive some traffic there because there's so much great stuff out there. I mean, literally, we could do a show a month for the next 20 years. You wouldn't run out of stuff. There's a lot of articles out there. I really liked it. Theologyofbusiness.com. All right, well, listen, when we come back from our break, I really want to start digging into how we apply your book to a ministry that Martha and I started about 18 months ago called Business His Way. And, and I really, I need some of your advice, and I thought we could do a live strategic session between marketing like Jesus and Darren Shearer, the expert, and how the help I need to grow Business His Way so we can start really mentoring and discipling Christian small business people all over Tampa Bay. Are you willing to take that challenge? Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. All right, we're talking today with author and speaker and thought leader, Darren Shearer, about marketing like Jesus, and we're going to do a case study today on Business His Way, a ministry of I Work For Him. Darren, welcome back to the show. 
All right, let's do this. Well, no, first, I, I forgot to ask the question. You, you claim to be a thought leader. That's kind of freaky. When you think about that, I think of, uh, when I think of thought leader, I think of, uh, uh, oh, now all of a sudden I forget the name of the movie. Help me out, Ivan, the movie with the Mockingjay. What's the name of the movie? Oh, just oh, to, uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. I'm, I'm thinking thought leader <laughs> like that. Okay. That's kind of freaky because those people were thought leaders. Okay. But that's not what you mean, though. <laughs> well, not necessarily. What do you mean, not necessarily? A thought leader is really... Is, well, I mean, it's some. To me, marketing is a spiritual endeavor. Okay. Uh, and so, I wouldn't necessarily like to think of it as brainwashing. But <laughs> I mean, I lived in New York City, and and Jim, I don't. You know, there's a certain number of ads that a person will see on a daily basis. If you live in New York City, especially in Manhattan, that number gets multiplied exponentially. Uh, because it is hundreds, maybe even thousands of times a day that you're getting bombarded with buy this, buy this, think like this, you know, you need to act like this. And so there is a spiritual dimension to marketing that I think the church needs to get a hold of. All right, so here here's what I've got, and we're gonna we're gonna do a, a book highlight segment. In fact, let's do the book highlight segment right now because right now we're going to highlight a fantastic book, and we've got some copies to give away. Our book highlight segment is brought to you as always by Karis Christian Books and Gifts, and I'll send you a copy of Darren's incredible book. Marketing Like Jesus, 25 Strategies to Change the World. We're talking about all hour. I don't really need, think I need to break it out. There's 25 strategies and a bonus one. you got to get this book. It applies to everything we do. Each and every one of our... our, our uh, Every one of the businesses out there can apply these principles. Every one of our churches out there can apply these principles. Every one of those ministries out there can apply these strategies to what they're doing. So, call into the studio line at 855-265-2929. And remember... You got to read this book, Darren. You're not. You don't have a movie deal, right? There's no. There's no. Okay, so don't wait for the movie. All right, call into the studio line right now at 855-265-2929 if you want to get a copy of this incredible book, Marketing Like Jesus. All right, Darren, here's here's what I've got. Business His Way. It's designed for Christian small business owners. And I say small business owners because, number one, my expertise is not the enterprise level. And enterprise size business is really businesses. And when I say small business, I mean ultra small businesses, businesses with 30 or less employees, businesses with $5 million, maybe $10 million or less in revenue, small businesses. And here's why C12 Tampa Bay is there are actually C12 all over the nation. And C12 really does a fantastic job for those Christian businesses that are a little bit bigger than that. They offer those guys a lot of expertise when they have vice presidents and HR people. But I'm talking to those business owners that have 10 or 12 employees but they're the guy or they're the woman that's running the place. And so Business His Way was designed to be a feeder into C12, although I have no affiliation with C12. I like their material. They, I like what they do. They're making a big difference. But they're, they're just, they, they reach a different bracket of Christian business person. I wanted to touch those people that would never, ever be able to afford or participate in a C12, but get them the same kind of content, get to the same kind of challenge, challenge them from a leadership perspective, a biblical perspective, from some, from some good quality written material that I don't reproduce. I just, I just hand out I, books like yours, specifically for those people who need help with their businesses and they want to know how to apply their faith 
to their business and really do a good job. So you've got these 25 strategies. I want to identify the ones I think I'm already doing well in promoting business this way and the ones I think I need some work on. You've got these 25 strategies. And and as I'm looking at, let's just practically apply it to this ministry that Martha and I have been running for about 18 months. It's a small business discussion group called Business His Way, learning and mentoring people to how do I apply this to my business? And we're using your book right now. Uh, and yours is like the eighth or ninth book we've used in 18 months. You've got these strategies. And there's so many of them. We can't talk about all of them today. But I've got some that I think I'm doing okay. But I want to focus. Let's just talk about what I'm doing okay. We're we're There's a lot of trans, uh, a lot of already traditions out there. Your strategy one is says transcend dead traditions. And I, and I know that I don't want to reproduce the wheel. I don't want to do what somebody else is already doing. That's not my desire. So I, I think I'm doing that okay because nobody's got something like business his way out there already. All right. right. Aim to be a restorer, not a radical. I love that. I'm not a radical. Actually, I am kind of radical, but I'm not a radical. This idea, I want to I want to teach people how to revolutionize their workplaces for Christ. I'm not trying to do something radical, although a lot of people think Jesus is pretty radical. I think the idea of mentoring Christian business people is a great idea. I don't think it's a radical idea. I don't know if I understood well, it's that. God's, it's God's marketplace, you know, and so, you know, Jesus came. He didn't come just to be a disruptor or a radical, although the society had swung so far to the wrong extreme that when he came and began to seek and save the lost and, and to uphold the law, not to abolish it, he came across like a revolutionary, but that wasn't his, his heart. His heart was to be a restorer. And he did. He loved people to him. I mean, that's he loved everybody right where they were at so they could see that their Heavenly Father loved them even in their sin so that they would have a desire to get out of their sin. That's what's so incredible. All right, so okay. I, I, I believe that I'm, I'm, I'm on the way to being restorer. Find a need and fill it is another one of your strategies. Find a need and fill it. And, and I saw this need because I see there's a lot of Christian business roundtable discussion groups across the country, but they all aim at people who can afford hundreds of dollars a month. I'm aiming at the people that can't afford hundreds of dollars a month. Maybe they can afford 100 or 150 bucks a month. So I know there's a niche, and it's the small, small businesses, people that really can't afford that bigger stuff. Uh, be generous. I don't. I think I'm pretty... No, that wasn't one of my strategies I thought it was good at. All right, let me move on. Find common ground with your target group. I, I've been running small Christian small business for 30 years. That's always been my heart and my passion. I haven't always done it very well, and I needed a discipler, and so now I want to be that person that's the discipler. Mm-hmm. Um, and take control of your brand. I just got my trademark. I trademarked I work for him, so I know that I've got control of my brand. I've trademarked it federally. So those things I think I'm doing okay at. Boy, I got so much. I, I got so many things to work on. So, you you talk in there. One of your strategies is offer results for every claim. Oh wait a minute. Okay, the book winner would like to ask you a question. Darren, are you are you willing to take a question from a caller? Of course. All right, Bruce. Welcome to the I Work for Him show. You've got a question for Darren. Yes, sir. How, how are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Thanks for calling in and Excellent. thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, First time listening to the show, so it's pretty cool. By the way, just wanted to say that first. Um, second, uh, my question is: uh, my wife and I just moved to the Tampa area to plant a church. Um, however, we're doing what's called parachuting, meaning you don't know anybody and you just kind of drop in. And so, uh, I was curious if it were you, uh, what type of marketing or how would you go about marketing in a city that already has a ton of great churches, yet you feel like you have something unique to offer as well? 
um, but nobody knows you. So how would you market to build your launch team? Well, I think I think right at the beginning, learning is such a critical part of it. Uh, I took a church planting class in seminary, and that was one of the things that was focused on a lot was taking the time to do the due diligence and find out really what makes people tick in that area. You know, what uh, what are the demographics? Have you done your demographic study already? Yeah, and we we actually. Uh we're like I said, we're, we're not from we're from Cleveland, and the area uh, reminds us a ton of home. And one thing, my wife is white, I'm Puerto Rican and black. And one of the things we're trying to plan through a church planning organization. One thing they said was find a place that looks like you. And so, yeah, definitely the demographic lines up with who we are. Um, I don't have any hard numbers, but it doesn't take much to to look and see. It it definitely fits us. Well, there's plenty of room for new churches, Bruce, in Tampa. There's there, you know, there's four and a half million people here, and only even if every church in Tampa Bay was filled to capacity, still eighty percent of the people wouldn't be in church. Yeah. Wow. And one of the one of the strategies that I talked about in the book that I observed from Jesus in the Gospels is that he was an expert on his target group. He was an expert on the people that he was trying to meet. So, for example, when Philip invited Nathaniel to come and meet Jesus, Nathaniel was skeptical, and he said, you know, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And so when he finally comes to Jesus, and Jesus says, you know, behold, uh, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, and and he's asked, and Nathaniel asked them, how do you know me? Because somehow they had not met before, but Jesus already knew about him. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that was just, uh, it, you know, maybe it could have been uh, supernatural, you know, divine download, or maybe Jesus did some due diligence, uh, and maybe Jesus studied, he learned about Nathaniel, he knew about all of his disciples, because he spent time with the people that he was trying to reach, and so I would say just yeah. become an expert on the people in your, uh, in your area. Okay. I mean, awesome. take a, you know, take them out to lunch. You know, get a get uh, get groups of them together and just ask questions. That's another strategy that I talked about in the book because Jesus was a master of asking <sighs> the right questions. That's for sure. And as you do that, you're going to learn so much, and it's going to make you so much more effective. You know, it's, it's there's a saying that if I had if I had eight hours to chop down a tree, it's been six sharpening the axe. I don't know if it takes eight hours to chop down a tree. Well, but, it depends how big uh, the tree is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, it could, could have been an hour or 45 minutes. But uh, but I think when you're doing that, what you're doing is you're sharpening the axe, and it's going to make you a lot more effective when uh, you begin to really put more money behind what you're doing and put more resources uh, into into what you're doing. Bruce, let me ask you a couple sure. questions. This is this is Jim, and Darren's not from Tampa Bay, and so he's at a little bit of a disadvantage because the the, uh, the dynamics of Tampa Bay. You're calling from the Midwest. I grew up in Minneapolis, and, and Cleveland. It's similar more into Minneapolis than it is in Tampa Bay. First of all, you get snow, uh, and then people down here. <laughs> the, you'll notice. How long have you been down here, Bruce? Uh, we've been down here. We're actually approaching a year in July. All right, so you've already experienced the driving, so we don't need to go on that. That's one. Of, <laughs> that's one of the things I, I rant and rave about all the time. There's, there's, 
incredible diversity in this community. I mean, culturally wise, I mean, wow, 20, 30 different cultures represented. And, and there are a lot of fantastic churches, as you said, but there's always a need for more. Which area are you? Well, first of all, what's your wife's name? Uh, Crystal. Okay, because I want to pray for you before you get off the line. Which area are you talking about great. planting the church? Yeah, we're looking in the Brandon Riverview area. Um, really like, that's where we live at right now. Really like that area. Um, and, I mean, we just felt God calling us to this area. So we literally sold everything but the kids and uh, packed up what we had and, and moved on faith. So we moved down to the Brandon Riverview area. Wow, that's faith. I love to hear that. Well, I can tell you this, not, not on the air today, but we can, if you ever, I'll, I'll you'll get a copy of the book that you called in for. I'll put my business card in there. Feel free to call me. I know a lot of people in a lot of different areas, but you've got to, there's a huge need for Jesus in Tampa Bay. There's a, this is a very black and white community. People either love Jesus or they're going to hell and they're happy about either one. There's not, people don't, yeah. go, people don't go to church here because that's what they do on Sundays. That just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. We're in Cleveland and in areas around Cleveland, just like in Minneapolis and the areas around Minneapolis, people still went to church on Sunday because that's what you do on Sunday. They don't do that here. They just not. It's so it's, right. it's different, and, and the weather does come into play a little bit because the weather here is just about perfect three hundred sixty five days a year. I mean, it's a little hot, but you know you get used to it. But there's so much opportunity and. Don't don't let it ever get dis- discourage you. There's so much opportunity here. The enemy will attack you because you're trying to do some incredible things. But there's so many people need the hope that Jesus brings. Don't give up. This is this is me a big battle. But there's some great stuff to go in here. Darren, you got any more future words for Bruce before I pray for him? Yeah, I would just say also find some business guys that can uh, that can kind of coach you because there's so much. I mean, I, think, I went to seminary and a, a lot of people, and they didn't really teach us the business stuff, the business side of the administrative yeah. side of things. But you come alongside some, some business people, uh, men and women, and they can really help to expedite things in terms of the church growth. Very, very much so, because as a pastor, if your gifting is truly pastoring, teaching and discipleship and pastoring, your gifts are not going to be... Uh, organization, administration, management, and finance. It's just not the way it works. Right. Which one is your gifting set? Uh, I definitely feel pastoring. Uh, and and this is, for me, it's one of those things where marketing and the business side of things was never anything that was explained to me either. And I also, I went to seminary as well, and it, we never talked about it during, in seminary either. So it's, sure. it's all new to me, and I'm kind of trying to jump in totally and try to learn as much as I can and absorb as much as I can. Here's what Jesus did for 30 years before he started his ministry. And I'm not saying you got to wait 30 years, Bruce, but he got to know, (laughs) he got, he got to know people. He networked, he was a networker and that's what you've probably been doing for the last year, but you got it. You got to get in the networking groups. You got to get in the chambers. The, the president and CEO of the the greater Tampa chamber of commerce. He's a Christ follower. Fantastic guy. Um, there, there's some really, really, really great Christian leaders. I call them Christ following leaders in the business community. Be encouraged. There's some people that come along. Side of you, not necessarily for the money, but for how to uh, how to handle this community because there's some ins and outs. It's a very small community all over Tampa Bay. Darren, thanks for sharing those strategies. Bruce, can we pray for you and Crystal right now? Would that be okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. I know you didn't expect this when you called into the radio show, but listen, I got a heart and passion for planting churches, <laughs> so I'm thrilled that you called. Yeah. Father, I just lift up Bruce and Crystal right now. Lord, they, you have called them. 
to Brandon Riverview area to plant the church. You know them. We don't know him. But Lord, we know that he's open to your guidance and your direction. He called in for a book on how to market his church. Lord, I just pray that you put protection around he and Crystal and the kids, that you would empower them to do incredible things by the work of your spirit in those communities. Lord, there is so much need for people need Jesus. They're so hopeless out there. Lord, may he and Crystal plant a church that is relevant each and every day. Although I know they can't use that name because somebody else already has it. But Father, we just give them a name that draws people, but help them to make it relevant so that they can see that going to church isn't for perfect people, but it's for people that are in desperate need of a Savior. So Father, just give them your strength. And we just lift all this up before your throne and before your altar. In the name of Christ, amen. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for calling in, Bruce. And look for my business card in the book that we sent out to you. And uh, I look forward to talking to you some more. Sure thing. Thank you. All right, thanks. All right, Darren, I didn't expect that. We don't get a lot of phone calls, but I was uh, thrilled to that because I don't usually open it up, but I was thrilled to death. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a pastor that says, how do I do this? And and really, that's the biggest encouragement you can offer pastors out there. Stop trying to think you know it all and, and reach out to those people in your community, in, in your church community, that are good at this stuff already and, and, and ask them to help you. Yeah, and they have more to offer than money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the biggest thing that probably I struggled with in the first 20 years of being a Christ follower. It felt like as a business guy, all I was ever wanted for was my money and maybe right. my ability to run a good meeting. But but not not all the expertise that I have. So and I got a heart and passion for Christ. I really want to share it. All right. So we were talking about strategies and we got a little bit off, but that's it. OK, that was a Holy Spirit moment. And I'm totally good. Totally good with that. Indeed. When I look at business his way, when I look at business his way, it's a ministry I want to make sure that Christian small business owners can get involved in. I try to price it cheaply. Right now, I'm just doing it for 99 bucks a month for two and a half hours every month. And they get it. Usually, they get a book as part of that, a small breakfast, and a great conversation, challenging time. But what I'm struggling is getting people to be willing to give two and a half hours and spend 99 mm-hmm. bucks in investing in themselves. That's where my struggle right. is. So when we come back from the break, with yes, I have to take another break. We're talking today with author and speaker and thought leader Darren Shearer about his incredible book and his process, The 25 Strategies to Change the World. He wrote it in this book called Marketing Like Jesus. And you may say, marketing like Jesus? Jesus wasn't a marketing guy. He was the savior of the world. Exactly. But Jesus took 11 guys because he started with 12. Only 11 of them remained after his resurrection. Those 11 guys changed the world. The world we live in today has never been the same, and it's because of the investment that Jesus made in those 11 guys and the strategies that he put into place. And that's what we've been talking about today. And, Darren, we're going to have to do 12 shows, I think. <laughs> How about 25 and then a bonus? Okay, okay, we could do that. 26. Because, uh, honestly, <laughs> there's so much in here. But let's just – I pose that question to you before the break. You know, I've, Martha and I have this incredible ministry that people's lives are really being impacted from. But I'm having a hard time getting Christian small business owners to see the value of spending even $99 a month in two and a half hours. We start at 730. We're done by 10 o'clock in in improving how they lead and improving how they connect their faith to the workplace and being surrounded by other people who want to do exactly the same thing. Yeah, and you mentioned that strategy number five, offer results for every claim, was one that you were struggling with a bit. And so I would say to that one, first of all, what are the results that you're looking for? 
Ooh, well, my results. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, that's a great question. The results I'm looking for are Christ following business owners that number one, recognize the connection between their savior and their work and recognize that their workplace is their mission field and their number two. Two min, number three ministry. Number one to their spouse. Number two to their children. Number three their their workplace. But that they are in the ministry. Their workplace is right. ministry. So, I want to connect so to in that. In terms of the the outcome from that, so that, so they would recognize first of all something, and then but then there would be results that would follow that in terms of what changes in their life, what changes in their in their workplace, and I think that probably one of the best ways to quantify that would be to capture those stories and and really begin to see what are the transformations because people aren't necessarily going to buy into just taking a course or showing up to groups they're what they're buying is the transformation that they're going to experience through that and so i would say just get very clear about what that transformation is that you're after. So are you saying I need to quantify it financially wise, dollar wise? Is that what you mean? No, not not necessarily dollar wise. I mean, perhaps that could, if somebody has an experience like that where they got a hold of something in the group that, you know, manifested monetarily, I mean, that'd be, that'd be incredible. And I, I think God is, is into that. Uh, but what are as far as the way that the the conversations that are happening, the information that's going forth, all of the things that are happening, all the services that are being rendered, what is the the result? I mean, maybe it's... And, and that's something that I think the Faith at Work movement uh, has kind of struggled with articulating. Like, what do we want to see happen? Is it is it people getting saved in the marketplace that we're looking for? Is it... Uh, a higher rate of entrepreneurship among Christians that we're looking for. You know what? What can we? What can we look to? What? What can we measure? Well, I mean, obviously, one of the things I want people is to be saved in the workplace. I'm looking for people to hear the truth about Christ in the workplace because they never go to church. I want that to be an, a possibility. That's my obvious thing is, okay, we've got all these many churches run by Christ followers all over the nation. They're called workplaces. I would love for them to be transformed by the leader recognizing that, wow, they're actually the pastor of that group. They have the ability right. to touch lives in that group. So, yeah, that is a driving force. I didn't articulate it well, but absolutely. Now, you read some of my um, testimonials because they were on my flyer right. for Business His Way. Is that the way I need to be going with it, or do I need to twist those one other way, a different way? Yeah, well, I think using those testimonials, getting those, like I just left uh, a testimonial for your, for your podcast on iTunes. You know, and I would encourage all the, any of the listeners that are listening, especially on iTunes, to, to do that for the I Work For Him podcast, because these days those reviews, I mean, that's what people are, are looking for. Uh, they're looking for how many reviews, and then they're going to scan through, and a lot of people are not going to buy things on Amazon, for example, that don't have reviews. As well, you could interview people and, and maybe just do one to two minute interviews with people about their experience like right in the middle of of the group and have them talk about because it might not be uh, like a, a hard number that you can quantify but when somebody hears from and this is what this is what nonprofit marketing is all about is getting a hold of those stories of changed lives 
and what does that look like? Got it. All right, we've come to the end of the show, so I'm sorry. You got so many. I know we could talk for four hours. I know, I know, I know, I know. But we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna do this again. All right, I'm looking for a thousand people to make a commitment to become part of the I Work for Him Nation. To become one of these thousand people that will start praying for their coworkers and employees in the workplace. That will look for ways to befriend those coworkers and employees outside of the workplace to show them who you really are and how Christ has made a difference. I'm looking for a thousand people that will look for ways to serve their coworkers and employees every day to be ready to pray with people when you see a need and an opportunity but along the way to be the best and brightest example of a person in your position a person who seeks excellence I'm looking for you to join the I Work For Him Nation and make a commitment to your Savior and to your Lord I want to stand up for Christ in my workplace go on to IWorkForHim.com click on contact us you're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host Jim Brangenberg I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business but ultimately I work for him